Hola. Hello. Bienvenidos a Entero. A podcast about waiting bilingual children. I do like to read with my mama. I'm Monica. And I'm Paula. Bienvenidos a Entre Dos. A podcast about raising bilingual children. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Entre Dos. Today, we're talking music. Music is such a great way to expose kids to language and culture. It's huge at our house. We Who doesn't love singing and dancing with your kids? Joining us today is Susie Jaramillo. She's the co-founder of Canticos, a company that creates apps, videos, and books based on Latin American nursery rhymes. You know, the Sol Solicito, Los Pollitos Dicen, those songs of our childhood. I love those. Aren't they great? Yeah. So does Emilia. <laughs> what are some favorites um, in your home, Moni? Well, Soe's favorite is my favorite. Um, it's uh, Mi Burrito Sabanero, which technically is a villancico, right? Yes. Yes. And I used to, uh, that song, it, it's not just a song. It's about the memories of singing singing it during the holidays right surrounded by family and you know you know the food and the music and just really happy times and and it has my favorite little verse you know when it when it goes tuki 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 <laughs> yes. i love that and so it loves that. i think every kid loves that with you know because it's it's such a yes. fun little thing you know with so so that's definitely yes. my favorite and so is favorite too Yes, that's a good one. Yeah. And Amelia loves it too. I think she sings it from like November to probably like March or something. She's asking for that song. Yes, it took so <laughs> it's a, a good one. It took so a few months to get off of the villancicos and all the Christmas carols. They love it so much. Yeah. I mean, it's just, and, and, they and, stick with you. Yeah, they do because they have the same association, right? For them, it's about being together, you know, and being, you know, and getting lots of gifts. <laughs> and all of the good stuff that happens during Navidad. Yes, and that's one, uh, Mi Burrito Sabanero is actually a title that Canticos has. Yes, they do. And, and that's what I, I really like about Canticos, you know, that, you know, the, Susie is bringing these songs to a wider audience. You know, you can find her books at places like Target. You can find it at Barnes and Nobles, which is, you know, there's nothing more accessible than that. And now her videos are, um, part of the Nickelodeon family, which is wonderful. And um, during the show, she talked to us about how Canticos was born and how it's building a, a greater understanding of Hispanic culture. Uh, Susie, she's from Venezuela. Her husband is Colombian, like you, Paula. And they are also raising bilingual, bilingual kids like we are. Uh, so please stay with us till the end because you're going to hear some really encouraging tips about raising bilingual children. Yeah, but before we go to that interview, we wanted to ask you for a favor. Um, if you enjoy Entre Dos, please subscribe and tell us what you think by rating and reviewing the the podcast. And be honest, we love honest feedback. We want to make this show as great as possible for our listeners. So please, please tell us what you think. Yes, rate and review. We really need that. <laughs> and, and if you haven't yes. done so already, head to entredospodcast.com and subscribe to our newsletter. We're working on the welcome issue right now, and we promise it'll be full of useful information and resources for you. Great. Now, ready to go to Susie? Let's go. Hello. 
Susie, thank you so much for joining us today. One of your books, Esqueleticos, is a finalist for the International Latino Book Award. I know. It's so exciting. <laughs> well, thank, thank you, ladies, so much for having me here. It's, it's really my pleasure. Oh, it's, it's, it, we're so happy to have you here. And it's, it's really inspiring to see, you know, what you're doing with transforming these songs from our childhood into, you know, books and, and apps that are beautiful. So thank you so much. My pleasure. You know, it's funny. Um, it was really, really important to me um, when we started Canticos that the books be very high quality and that they be like memorable pieces of our children's childhood, right? That they be aspirational pieces, that they be pieces that make Latinos proud and that just engage people who aren't Latin and who's to pick to pick them up and say, oh my gosh, what's this? Oh my gosh, it's beautiful. Oh, it's in English and Spanish. How cute, right? <laughs> so that was really um, the goal to, to get the moms who just see a second language as a wonderful benefit for the child and to also get the Latin population who does who don't have these tools, right, to celebrate their culture with and make them proud. One of the th it's funny because some your books are they're hardcover, right? They're board All of books. Them. They are yeah, they're board they're, books, they're and it's funny because you know when you're buying books for sort of the younger crowd, sometimes one thing that you think about, okay, this book is beautiful, but is it edible? Because. <laughs> Is going to My daughter went through a very traumatic oral phase with us. So I was like, this book is actually high quality too. And it's a way to bond with your child. When you're reading to your book, there's a, a book to your child, they're sitting on your lap and they're hearing your voice. And it's sort of like a gesture of love. And to have that shared experience of our childhood nursery rhymes that our abuelas and our mamas you know, sang to us, you know, that that's, that's kind of a way to also wake up our inner baby. And that totally. sort of deepens the connection. Totally. Well, if you're American, chances are you can share, you know, Curious George with your kids or Dr. Seuss with your kids, right? But if you're Latin, right, almost everything is oral tradition, right? There's all these songs that they sang to us, but they didn't sing it to us with books. They just sang it to us, right? So the only place that you would find these nursery rhymes is, is these like really boring compilations, right? That aren't that engaging, aren't interactive. And for kids are, you know, a little bit of a, of a snooze fest, right? Especially mm -hmm. like, you know, three-year-olds or two-year-olds that want to hold the book, right? And, and want to like with their little hands that tear pages very quickly. <laughs> so, so we made books that have lift the flap, that are interactive. And they're, what the way they work is they're accordion board books, right? So because they're accordion, you can read them on one side in English, and then you can keep reading them on the other side in Spanish, but you don't have to read the English text and the Spanish text at the same time, right? That's so great. they're Yeah, they're, I call them reversible interactive board books. And they, they come in a beautiful slipcase. And they're really meant to, you know, be an important part of your child, your, again, your child's childhood. And we have a collection of seven right now. So um, we've done Los Pollitos. Un elefante se balanceaba. Um, sí. <laughs> Little Nice. What else? Las Mañanitas, right? Um, and then we did Burrito Sabanero uh, yes. for Christmas. Yeah, classic. Yes. 
But by the way, you have to see the app for that one. It's, it's really cute and the sing-along video. And then um, Esqueletitos, which has the clock in it, so you can learn to teach time. Oh, and Esqueletitos, the, the cover and the slipcase are glow-in-the-dark. Oh, so that's when you cool. set it on the shelf <laughs> at night, it will glow. <laughs> and then last but not least, Sol Solecito. A, it's a beautiful little collection and then if you if you want something simpler that's smaller and that's not as fancy we also have the really simple board books um, that um, are they still lift the flap but they're not accordion fold and those are at target right now and and they're at a, at a lower price point and for and, and even smaller that's so wonderful to have these uh, these books and this content in some somewhere like target that's a you know where it's so accessible to everyone and it's not oh just a niche <laughs> Totally. And now now we just found out that we're in Bye Bye Baby 2 and Walmart.com. So we're like, yes, Canticos is going, going mass. <laughs> That's wonderful. So let's walk back a little bit. What what led you to start Canticos? How did how where did the idea come from and what what prompted you to, to, to start it? So I used to work in advertising. Um, I had an advertising agency based out of New York. We were one of the top 25 um, uh, multicultural agencies in the States. And we serviced clients like Verizon Wireless and Macy's and uh, PepsiCo and Bernard Ricard, a bunch of different corporate clients, right? So I was in all the meetings, especially with Macy's, where they would be like, how do we reach this Latina customer? You know, one out of every four kids is Hispanic. Their buying power is blah, 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 blah. You know that the Hispanic buying power in the United States is the fifth largest economy in the world. Well, yeah, I fifth didn't largest know that. economy. <laughs> and did you know that there are more people that speak Spanish in the United States than in any other country except Mexico. I didn't know that, but I had a feeling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, 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 so this is like a country within a country, right? And a big country within a country, right? So I knew that there was massive opportunity there. And I couldn't understand why corporate entities weren't thinking of building a brand out of all the wonderful essence that is our culture. And I realized that a lot of people just don't understand our culture, you know? So the simple fix is a celebrity, right? It's Taylor, it's Eva Longoria, it's Talia, right? It's insert a celebrity to appeal to the population. And I was thinking to myself, hmm, you just don't understand us. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna build a brand. I'm gonna build a beautiful baby brand, right? And, and then we'll come talk because it's not just about um, putting out one book or two books or doing this one thing. It's really about building a world, building a brand, building a collection where these wonderful characters come to life, right? So that was the genesis of Canticos. So I literally took two years off to draw. Um, and I came up with these three books and I came up with a bunch of other stuff. And I joined forces with a power couple. So Nuria, our CEO, comes from Twitter. She's amazing. And Stephen, um, her husband, uh, used to be the global media buyer for Walmart. So when it comes to somebody who really gets this customer, this target audience, and who understands what drives, who is driving the retail growth, I mean, Stephen had that on lockdown. Um, and when they saw what I was doing, they were like, oh, my gosh, let's do this together. We want to do this, too. So I, I joined forces with this amazing couple, and they have been like the, the engine behind the growth of Canticos. 
And together we put out a collection of books, a collection of apps, a collection of sing-along videos. And then we uh, pitched a treatment of how these characters come out of these books and come to life on the screen. And we struck a deal with Nickelodeon. And now you can see our animated content on Nick Jr., nickjr.com and on Noggin. That's amazing. So. That was a last month, right? That it kind of launched. Yeah, yeah last month. It launched. Everything is everything has happened, by the way, ladies. Everything from the first book to the first piece of animated content was exactly two years. Wow. Wow, that's fast. Yeah. Clearly there's a need. <laughs> Clearly, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now yeah, you also yeah. have uh, you're raising bilingual children as well, correct? I am. I'm doing my best. <laughs> <laughs> so that they play a role a little bit in inspiring this series. Oh my gosh! So so when on my first maternity leave, that's when I realized board books. Where are our board books? I, I have this brand new baby, and I want to share my culture with her, and I want to you know sing her the, the songs. And I've got lots of Sandra Boynton, right? <laughs> yes. But where's Los Pujitos? <laughs> Where are my fun, my fun songs um, that celebrate Spanish? And the other, the other challenge is all I could find when I would shop for, for bilingual board books or board books in Spanish, all I could find were translations. And translations, I'm sorry, they're just not fun, you know, unless they're translated by a poet, unless they're translated by someone who really, you know, wants to make everything rhyme and work and go with the melody. Translations are clunky a lot of times. Um, and so I would, I would travel when I went back to work. I, I, I produced um, TV commercials in Mexico and in Argentina. And I go to Colombia, of course, for family. And whenever I would travel, I would go to the bookstores and look for beautiful board books. But the funny thing is, even in Latin America, I had, like, trouble finding stories, short stories for, you know, board books that were originally written in Spanish. Mm -hmm. Now, I did find some, but not as much as I expected to find, right? That's true. That's yeah. true for that age group. And I think Monica and I can relate because we, when I go to Colombia, when she goes to Puerto Rico, we come back with, you know, books. That's because stock up. Yes, we stock up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because yeah. it's true. You can't find the, the, you can't, it's not as easy to find books originally written in Spanish here you can it's find really like you said a lot of translations and sometimes you'll find them on Amazon but you have to know what you're looking for like if you search for a particular title or something yeah and I would always look at the name of the person who wrote the book to check because a lot of times it was like oh it's someone from Korea translated into Spanish someone from you know France translated into Spanish and I was like no 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 I want you know original books written by Latinos in Spanish right that have that 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 sense of humor, that picardia, like that, that chispa that I love about our culture, right? Um, that's what I really wanted to see brought to life in board book fashion. Yes, our project with Entre Dos started because we were just so desperate to find good books in Spanish mm -hmm. for our kids. <laughs> so th this has been, we love it because now we get to actually, you know, this is our 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 project to actually scour <laughs> for these well, books. Gonna, this is our job. Share. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm going to plug my competition. I'm going to plug my competition. Well, she's, she's not really my competition. She's a lovely lady who does lovely books. Check out Little Libros, L-I-L Libros oh, yeah. by Patty Rodriguez. I think I've yeah. heard of Little Libros. Yeah. Those, are, those are lovely little concept books too. And yeah, she started right. out for the same reason that I started out, right? Um, and she, the, 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 they did the, the Frida book 
en la lotería. shapes or colors or counting. And it's it's the different concept books, and they and they tie it to like an icon, like you know Frida Kahlo or the Lucha, Luchadores or all these different things. So I, again, I think it's also be, it's important to be supportive of of the different people in, in that are doing things in the space because there's a lot of work to be done here, you know. And there's I want to see more people besides me do these things in the space um, because this should be fertile ground for lots of different projects. And you say that you also want to build bridges, um, not just within the Latino community, but also with, you know, other cultures. So people learn about us. Exactly. And they can connect with us. It's it's my sneaky way of, of getting people to fall in love with Latin culture without even knowing that they're falling in love with Latin culture. <laughs> it's so easy. <laughs> yeah. So, um, one thing, I, I, I am an, a children's book illustration aficionado. I am uh -huh. obsessed with them. Even before I had my daughter, I bought children's books because I just, I love the illustrations and the stories too. Um, mm -hmm. And so images and words are sort of the anchors, right? Of, 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 of a book. And you're, you're an artist, you're an illustrator. And I want to talk a little bit about your creative process and, you know, what you're, what you're trying to accomplish when you illustrate your books and your apps. And also if you can tell us a little bit too about, you know, what, what you look for in other books, right? With the illustrations and how important they are when you're looking for, for children's literature. Sure. So like you, I'm an illustration aficionado and I bought children's books way before I had kids. Mm -hmm. And I did study painting and illustration and I've always loved art and I've always loved to draw. And uh, when I set out to do Canticos, I had a particular style of books that I wanted to do. I wanted it to be characters that you just fall in love with that were funny and charming, but not, but not the type of characters that would try to please you. Like they didn't really care about you per se. They were on their own particular whimsical little journey and you would just fall in love with them because of the way they were, not because, you know, they were staring at you with their big eyes and trying to make you fall in love with them. Right. Yes. So <laughs> Which so for Los Pollitos, when I when I first did that book, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna make them like newborn chickies who can't even open their eyes. It's so adorable. Really, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they're just like pew and they're angry and they're hungry. <laughs> right? <laughs> like newborns. <laughs> yeah, like newborns. That's they're like newborns. They're just like, you know, pew, 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 and they're they're, you know, and then all of a sudden they're soothed and they're happy, right? And I I really wanted to bring that sense to life of like the angry newborn who was cold or hungry. And then mama, mama's just so patient, right? She's just, you know, been there, done it, and she knows exactly what to do. And she goes and she takes care of them, doesn't matter what time of the night it is doesn't matter. Mama's always there and mama makes everything all better. Right. And so that's like, that book is like an homage to like motherhood and to, you know, the, the realities of, of these, these funny chickies who just, uh, they're, they're hungry and, or they're cold and they're gonna like, they're gonna let you know it. And, and each one is like that. Like our little elephant, he's kind of a dopey little elephant, you know, oh, I'm going to go balance on a spider web. So my, in terms of my creative process, it's like, um, how can I make these characters fun? And how can I make sure I'm having fun while I illustrate the books? Um, you know, 
Skeletitos is a really fun book, and I had I had so much fun. I'm I'm not Mexican, but I love everything about Day of the Dead, and I love culture, and I've studied it. And I have always been a massive fan of the the Posada books um, and etchings and woodcuts inspired um, by you know those, those that whole turn of the century cultural theme. And um, I infused a lot of, of that sort of feel. I wanted it to be like black and white and scratchy, just like his work, right? And um, I wanted the characters to be just a little there's something more going on. There's a little bit extra chispa there, right? Um, and I drew until I had blisters on my fingers. I think that book, it took me something like six weeks to illustrate. And I had pencil drawings all over my living room, covering my piano. And I had like a wrist thing on and my <laughs> blisters on my fingers. But it was fun. It was worth it. I love that the Esqueletito has like a little um, heart in his belly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know, in Burrito Sabanero, if you open the tabs, uh, if you open the presents, you'll see that they're actually bringing hearts. They're bringing love to El Niño Jesus because that's the best gift you can give, right? So that's, oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> that's so beautiful. Now, staying on the creative process, you we listened to another interview you gave and you talked about how some of your apps, not all of them, but some of them have more than English and Spanish, right? They have other languages. And you talked about translating these nursery rhymes, which are originally in Spanish, into these languages and, you know, making sure that they rhyme and that they're still as fun. How How is that process like? Because it's, you know, translation's not easy. So how, did you work with someone? How did that Oh work. my God, of course. So the first thing you do when you do that kind of thing is you hire pros, right? <laughs> so <laughs> I hired professional copywriters, not just translators. They were, they were people who, who wrote copy in the, the, um, the native language. And I would have them sing it to me before we decided that we landed on a good place so that I knew it worked musically with what we were trying to do. Right. Wow. Mm-hmm. So um, it was a it was a collaboration. They were experts in their language, but then I was like, "Yeah, but this is the 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 melody. It has to go along with this." And and once they sang it, they would be like, "Oh, I have to change this, 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 or this." And I'd be like, "Yep." <laughs> Until we would we would land on the perfect place. And it's funny because even then in the studio, the singer would start singing it, and the singer would be like, "Actually." we should just change this. And I'd be like, okay, <laughs> like we're going to change it to make sure that it sings really beautifully. Um, and I worked with, for, for, the, for Hindi, for example, I worked with a Bollywood star. She's amazing. Priya Darshani. Um, and she made suggestions and she brought the song into a whole other level. And the funny thing is Los Pollitos in Hindi has something like nine million views. Like it does really, really well on on um, on YouTube. <laughs> wow, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Tran- translations. I think people would think that translating, you know, some something very highly technical, it would be difficult. But I think this probably is the most difficult thing tr- because you're not just translating the language; you're translating a culture. That's correct, and you you translate the humor. And, um, you know, you have to make sure that you that all the most important things uh, that come through in the text come through 
in um, in the, the alternative language song. And honestly, with Portuguese and Italian, I can sort of like wrap my head around like what they're saying, even even to a point to an extent with the with the French. But when it comes to languages like Hindi, Chinese or Japanese, I'm really at the behest of like my trans my my you know my writer my um my singer and then my friends that speak the language that I always you know check things with and I'm like I hope this works <laughs> it does it does yeah. it's beautiful so far the feedback is good I, I've yet to, to be in a situation where someone says that Chinese translation you did was terrible <laughs> <laughs> well that's good <laughs> so how, how how many translations are there again so the first two apps that we did, which were Los Pollitos and Elefantitos, those were the first two books that we did. We translated into uh, seven different languages. So it's okay. uh, English, Spanish, Portuguese, French, Japanese, Chinese, Hindi. Those are the seven languages. Um, and then we simplified because we were like, okay, it's just, it's really the, the, the logistics of like, getting everything proofread and spell checked and are just really, really complicated. Let's just focus on English and Spanish for now. So from that way out, we only did English and Spanish. Yeah, I, I can I can see how that would be complicated. I mean, that that's a ton yeah. of work. <laughs> After you've already put yeah. a ton of work into the product, right? The the books and the apps. And have you what what has been the the feedback um that you've you've gotten from from your audience? I mean, it's great. Like we have a wonderful um, audience on on Facebook and on Instagram um, and Twitter that engage with us on a regular basis. Um, our YouTube channel took off. Um, and so that was great to see as well. Um, so in, in, and in general, it's, it's getting to the point also where like we have some name recognition, like people know who we are. So that's exciting. So no, usually the response we get, we get is, Oh my gosh, thanks for doing this. You know, it's interesting. Um, parents of autistic children in particular have thanked us because apparently um, these, these sing-along videos are really helpful for um, children with, with autism, which okay. was an unexpected thing. And then a lot of, um, you know, just American parents that want their kids exposed to, a, exposed to a second language have also given us feedback. Like, my child loves this. I, I put this on for her whenever she's eating. I put this on for her, you know, right before she goes to bed, whatever. We, we get a lot of that, that feedback. Yeah, and, and that's great because, you know, uh, I, live in a, in, I live in Miami. So it, this is an mm -hmm. area where I get a lot of where, you know, you step out of the door and you open your mouth and you get a croqueta in it. You know, and there's Spanish totally, here. Totally, totally. It's Spanish you know, everywhere. But not every, but a lot of people that are raising bilingual children don't have that. You know, they might right. feel a little bit isolated. You know, when they step out the door, the language is just not there. So it's really nice to maybe go to Target or to and see something that's familiar, right? That you can sort of like encourage your kid to, to, to do. And, you know, the illustrations are so kid friendly and so beautiful that, you know, they would probably be attracted to it anyways, naturally. So, I mean, that that's really nice to sort of create that sense of community that we need, you know, that, that sort of yeah, feeling of connection with 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 each other. That's, you know, so it's interesting you mentioned that. So the, this is a, a wonderful thing about nursery rhymes that I've discovered along this journey. So um, they say that, you know, nursery rhymes um, bring generations of people together, right? So the grandparents with the, with the grandchildren or the parents with the children. And that certainly is true. But with the Latin nursery rhymes, what I've found is it brings, it unites the different Latin communities. 
So whether you're from Mexico, Colombia, Peru, Argentina, like everybody knows that los pollitos dicen bio, 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 right? So that's a a wonderful thing because not only are you bringing generations of people together, you're also bringing the different Latin communities together to celebrate your culture. And then aside from that, once um, the American counterparts start to engage and start to enjoy the songs, they also have one more thing in common with people of Latin descent. So you really do sort of like start to sew communities together. And that's kind of at the heart of Canticos, really, you know, get other people to feel more comfortable with Spanish and enjoy um, bilingualism as an asset for their kids. And at the same time, give Latinos more of a sense of belonging, give them their culture in a format that's where it's shareable, where it's enjoyable and entertaining, where children can learn by playing, by engaging with these different characters. All of those um, those sentiments are really at the heart of Canticos. That's such, so wonderful. And it's, it's true because those songs, everybody knows them in Latin America. Everybody grew up with them to some degree. So that's such a true statement. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's also funny. Everybody thinks that that song came from here, right? So <laughs> I'll talk about like, you know, Burrito Salvanero. That's Colombian. No, that's, that's Puerto yes. Rican. No, that's Venezuelan. Yes, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> or the same thing with Elefante. Is that a Mexican song? No, we've been singing it. For, it's really kind of funny to, to hear like the, because nobody knows where most of those, well, Burrito, we do know where that one's from. But most of them like Sol Solecito. Where's that song from? Is it a Colombian song? I don't know. Is it a Mexican song? I, you know. It's it's funny how um, how the origins of these songs um, are so difficult to like pin down. Susie, there are so many. You know, you're creating beautiful apps, but there are so many apps out there, and a lot of and there there's some a lot of them serve as good tools for language development for our kids, and kids love them. So, do you have any suggestions? Like, how do you find a good app? How do you evaluate a good app? So this is a very good question. And um, I struggle on the app front. Part of the reason I put apps in the world is because I couldn't find good apps to um, sell, like that were playful, that were well-designed, but also celebrated Spanish and, um, and my culture. Um, mo- the, my colleague, uh, Mama Lingua, Um, put out uh, an app to um, help moms teach Spanish to their children. It's more of a flashcard app. Um, but in terms of um, apps that that truly help children in their language development, there's none that really impress me. Um, and that's part of the gap that we've tried to um, fill. Um, I'm a massive fan of what Toca Boca does, but they're all play on the Spanish front, it's really hard. There's Duolingo, of course, which everyone talks about, but I didn't find Duolingo to be very interactive for my kids. It feels like it's really skewed to adults. So I think there's a space there. There's absolutely a space towards apps that, you know, teach kids Spanish and engage kids in Spanish. And honestly, is there a way we can leverage AI, right? Is there a way we can leverage artificial intelligence to listen? And can Alexa teach our kids Spanish one day? Right? <laughs> sure so these are will. all things that... <laughs> yes, yes, oh, so really? you're hearing this. Maybe. Oh, <laughs> yeah, maybe, right? So these are all yeah. things I'm looking into. Um, my partners are in tech. 
Um, we're, we're actively exposed to these types of things. Like I, I want to see like how we can leverage, um, technology in a smarter way for their kids as it is right now. My apps teach songs. They'll get your kid to sing along in Spanish and they'll expose them to phonics and they'll expose them to the culture to play. But there's only so much vocabulary they're going to help you build. And it's really geared to like, you know, the four and under set. Um, so, but it's, it's hard to find um, language apps that really do um, teach children. I'm, they must be out there, though. <laughs> yes, I've been, I've been looking. I mean, really, the only Spanish app right now that I have on my phone is yours. And I oh, did try okay. to do a lingo, but I didn't like it very much just because it felt a little bit like dry. You know, but but yeah. for her, for my daughter, because my daughter likes to interact. She likes to play. Of course. And that's how she learns. See, like how most children learn through playing. Yeah, so they don't play. realize, so, it, right? Yeah. So, so, and the thing is, you guys are, I don't know if you're familiar with Go Noodle or if you're familiar with like Go Math or there's, there's all sorts of fun apps out there for learning how to read, for learning how to do math, for learning how to spell, right? There's all kinds of apps out there for that kind of stuff. But when it comes to Spanish, there's very little that's fun. Right. That's or well-made, well-designed, really engaging. Right. So I'm not going to recommend something that I don't really feel is at the level uh, that that we should be at, because I do think that anything that's Latino or Spanish should be like at, at, at an A level in terms of user experience, in terms of design, in terms of, you know, the quality, because we are a force in business and in as, as customers. And really anything out there should be able to stand head to head to a Disney or to a Nick or to anything like that out there. Yes, please. We need that <laughs> because it, <laughs> it's very difficult to find programming in Spanish for my daughter. <laughs> and I'm trying, I actually set our Netflix to, um, to Spanish by default. Uh -huh. So now uh -huh. anything that's available in Spanish, she'll, you know, it'll just go into Spanish, but so much is just not translated. You know, it's just right. not, not there so she ends up watching sometimes you know television in english which you know i there's not much i can do <laughs> about right. that. well, well, well um now you have you have noggin in espanol I, i'm gonna really plug noggin in espanol yes, i think nickelodeon did a, yeah did a wonderful job they basically took a chunk of their content including some of their best stuff like you know uh paw patrol and shimmer and shine and many others and they adapt they adapted the spanish and they put them inside their in their noggin app so and how do you're you find looking, Noggin? Noggin is okay. Let's. So how would you find Noggin if if you, you download it uh, in from the app store? App store. Just, okay, it's it's just in the app store. Now it's not free. It's a subscription service, and it's it's really okay. it's like five dollars a month. It's not a lot of money either, but it's a lot of content all in Spanish for your preschooler. I and that's where you can find cool. Canticos as well, correct? Right, and Canticos they have a they have a so the Noggin app is English content and Spanish content. However, the, um, the, it has a Spanish hub. So you will find Cantico's content in the regular hub with all the other content, but you'll also find Cantico's content in the Spanish hub. And the only difference is that in the Spanish hub, Cantico's content will start songs in Spanish first, then do English. Whereas in the other hub, mm -hmm. the other general area, it starts in English. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're definitely doing Perfect. the Spanish hub here at home. <laughs> yeah, no, check it, check it out. It's a great, it's, I mean, I, I, I think they did a really wonderful job and they're promoting it. They're running TV commercials right now on Nickelodeon, promoting the Noggin Espanol hub. That's great. I, That's I'm so great. happy about that. And I'm so happy that your content that is created by a Latina, 
is going to be there because it is what you're saying. You know, we want also content, you know, made by Latinos for Latinos. So because that speaks differently to us um, and we want to we want to support that. So, so that's, that's thank great. you so much. I can't even pretend I'm not like proud as punch to be a part of the, what Nickelodeon is doing. It, it thrills me and just makes me really excited that like, um, like the first Latina creator to have like a deal with a major studio like that and, and put out, it, it's a supreme privilege to be able to like serve my culture in this like need this in this this vacant white space that existed in terms of you know getting our wonderful nursery rhymes um the platform they deserve so that that is like really exciting and, and susie um you talked a little bit about this but maybe do, do you have anything that's coming up for canticos that you want to talk about any projects or so the next thing for canticos that's going to be really exciting is in I believe it's I'm not exactly sure when the release date is. It's either July, I think it's gonna be July or August. You get the next five um, videos, and they're gonna be so much fun. So I'm really excited that those next five and um, and then and we've got a pipeline. Five more come September or November. I'm not so sure or, or September October. I'm not so sure what month they'll release them. But what I can tell you is there are way more songs. Um, the total Cantico's collection for Nick Jr. is 15 songs at the moment. And they include songs like, you know, Bing Bong, right? Bing oh. Bong is a moon, yeah. right? <laughs> And they include, you know, Las Mañanitas and Tun Tun. I don't know. I mean, it's a, that's a little homage to my Venezuela, right? Tun Tun, ¿Quién es? ¿Quién es? Oh. My uh -huh. daughter, loves I that song. love that song, right? <laughs> he loves and, it. Um, and then, of course, we've also added songs like you know the Itsy Bitsy Spider, but we've we've complemented that with um with with concepts. So it's the Itsy Bitsy Spider, but then we learn opposites in English and Spanish, or Sol Solacito, but then we learn the days of the week in English and Spanish, right? So we're oh, or in De Colores, which is a beautiful, beautiful one. Um, so I'm, I'm really, really excited about the content that's going to be launching all the way through fall um, on the Nick Jr. platforms because I, 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 I think it's going to make um, our market very proud and I'm really hoping it has broad appeal to people who have nothing to do with our culture but just really love the beautiful visuals. Yeah, so parents, if you haven't already, please check them out, either in Nickelodeon. And Susie, can you tell us where else? Sure, it's nickjr.com slash canticos. You can see our content there. Or you could just visit us online, canticosworld.com. And please, please, please follow us and suggest what would you like to see? I mean, I want to know what songs are we missing? You can suggest at our at our social media. So it's at Canticos World, either on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. I want to know, like, what songs would you like us to do? Oh, you're going to get a lot of recommendations and people claiming that it's their songs. I hope so. I hope so. I was I, I, I want to use our, our social media platforms more like that to gather ideas and, and information and see what people want to yes. see because um, there's so much out there that I certainly don't know it all. <laughs> Let's crowdsource Canticos. <laughs> Let's do that. Yes, crowdsource Canticos. Totally, totally. <laughs> this is kind of off topic, but do you have any tips for parents who are starting out to raise bilingual kids? Um, okay, so the one thing, the first thing I would say is let go of the fear and let go of the guilt. Okay, that's, that's number one and number two. Really, really important. Don't be afraid of the fact that your child speaks at a later time. Um, cause there, there is a chance that, um, children who are learning two languages at once speak fluently later, like at age 
four as opposed to age, you know, two or three, right? And that's okay. Know that bilingualism has all kinds of benefits for the brains that, that, that studies have proven that over and over again, and that your child will grasp the language. Don't worry if the child only speaks in Spanish and you're going to put him in um, an English speaking school and you're worried, oh no, he doesn't speak English. How's he going to do in school? He will pick, he or she will pick English up like in the first three weeks of school. Um, don't guilt yourself over the fact that they're, you're not doing enough, a good enough job or they're not speaking fluently enough in either language. The most important thing you can do for your child is, is be a stress-free parent and love them and enjoy your child. So do not beat yourself up over like the fact that you're not doing a good enough job in one place or the other. Share the joy that you have or that you feel for your culture share your songs, share the words and the love you have for the culture and let everything else fall into place. That's like the best pieces of advice I can give. See, that's great advice. Thank you. I mean, that's actually what's inspiring <laughs> for me. <laughs> because I do. I, <laughs> oh, and then every I'm, day. I'm, question I confess. I'm, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm completely cheating. I'm taking my kids to Colombia for the summer and I'm putting them into, you know, Spanish summer. Really? Really? <laughs> Yeah, totally. That sounds great. No, July, I'm gonna... we, we were thinking of actually having an, an episode about <laughs> summer school, people doing that, because we've heard of several um, families doing that, just going to Latin America, sending their kids back home with, you know, the grandparents and to, mm -hmm, to practice mm -hmm. because, you know, yeah, immersion. So... That's that's good. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's um, and, and this way, the grandparents get to spend time with the grandchildren because um, they live in Colombia. The children get to appreciate things like horses and, you know, the different animals and las frutas. My son, my son loves the, fr the fruits that come out of Colombia um, and, you know, and, and just full immersion. Right. So I think um, if because I, I can work from anywhere and so can my husband, it's just we, we have where we have the luxury of being able to like just let's just go camp in Colombia for a month. So that's what we're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds fun. It's a win-win. Well, thank you, Susie. We enjoyed this conversation so much and we love what you're doing and we really can't wait to see where Canticos goes next. Oh, thank you so much. It was uh, my pleasure speaking to you. That's it for today. Thanks again to Susie Jaramillo of Canticos for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the show. You'll find links to the various resources we mentioned in the show notes, so make sure you check those out. The music clips you heard throughout the show are just a few selections you can find in the Canticos apps and videos. They were produced by Encantos Media Production, and the music is by Carlos Champi de Navides. Come join us at Entre Dos Community on Facebook to discuss this episode. We love to hear how you use music with your kids. You can also find us on Instagram at Entre Dos Podcast. Remember to sign up for the Entre Dos newsletter at entredospodcast.com. We'll be sending out a digest of the week's most interesting articles about bilingualism, resources to help you stay on track, and everything else bilingual. And also, we hope you'll subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you hear, please rate, 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 and review us. Us. <laughs> you can also find us on our <laughs> network at allpointswest at allpointswest.net.
Until next week, adios. Nos vemos.